Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So this podcast is going to basically talk everything about sleep that you need to know in terms of why you need to sleep, if you want to perform well in the gym, how long, when to sleep, what does it actually do and how to improve it. So to start off, why improve sleep? So sleep something massively underlooked when it comes to your performance in the gym and just overall your quality of life and I don't think it gets spoke about enough. Probably because it's not it's not exciting to talk about. It's quite boring to talk about. It's not as exciting as buying some nice uh, pre-workout or taking some new magic supplement. But it, it is arguably more important than your actual training itself. So if you're sleeping, let's say, obviously you're not going to... It's not one or the other. You need both. You can train, let's say, as hard as you can. But if you're sleeping five hours, then the efforts are going to go to waste. And rules reversed, you obviously need training if you want to progress. So it needs to be matched. You can't just get away with not sleeping well. As a result, if you don't sleep well, everything will be harder. By everything, I mean your ability to build muscle, your ability to lose fat. Because if you don't sleep as much, you don't burn as much calories. Because the more you sleep, more energy you have, which means... If you've got more energy, you'll burn more calories throughout the day. Because if you ever think, if you've been tired at one point, then you tend to lean on surfaces a bit more. You tend to just drag your feet a bit more. And that's you saving energy. That's you not burning as much calories. And as well as that, if you don't sleep as much, you're going to have more cravings. Your hunger is going to be higher. As well as that, like I said, you're not going to perform well in the gym. So you're not building as much muscle. And sleep as a whole, it has great benefits in terms of your memory as well as your mood, performance. I can argue every aspect of your life benefits from just simply sleeping more. And uh, this is something I bang on about a lot to my clients. So if you are one of my clients listening to this, you'll probably hear me nag about, or not nag, I advise you to sleep more. Uh, push you to sleep better and every single check-in i always want to know what their pre-bed routine is everything they're doing to try and improve their sleep and I urge them to tell me because like i said it's so so important i've actually seen like some clients they start a dieting phase they don't lose weight much one week when their sleep's poor and they sleep better and they're the weeks they drop the most body fat they're or drop the most weight they're the weeks where they're the most motivated, where they train the best, where they enjoy the process the most and look the best in their check-in photos. So, yeah, take home from all those points is do not neglect sleep, whatever you do. I'd uh, rather see someone sleep like nine hours a night than have to like sleep seven hours but get another training session and something like that. Uh, so, yeah, always try and maximize your sleep duration and quality and yeah i'll jump into how to do so but first as well as that i just want to jump into the background of why sleep is actually beneficial so when we're sleeping we release a hormone called human growth hormone and this basically helps the growth and repair of your muscle tissues or yeah it heals it heals like your muscles once you've been broken down and muscle damage has been occurred so it basically helps you recover and repair muscles and get bigger simple as that as well as that it's shown to have benefits in terms of your performance in the gym 
uh, your muscle mass and your joint health as well. And obviously, if you've got healthy joints, you can train. You're not going to be injured. You'll be able to train productively and not have to spend time out of the gym due to nagging injuries. <clears throat> and I've also, I remember seeing something like your chances of injury like increase massively if your sleep's a bit poorer. So, like, let's say if you're getting seven hours instead of like nine, then your risk of injury is so much higher. And in terms of how long you should sleep, I'd say seven to nine hours. Anything under seven, you're really, really shooting yourself in a foot. And you might not think it. You might think, oh, I feel fine. I don't feel that bad. Like, I don't feel like I need more sleep. But it's shown that when you're sleep deprived, when you don't sleep much, that becomes your your ordinary. That becomes your normal, if that makes sense. So let's say for me, I sleep nine hours a night. If I slept seven, I might feel knackered because I'm not used to it. Whereas someone who constantly sleeps seven hours a night, that's their equivalent to me sleeping nine hours a night. And also saw this thing, I believe in ten days, if you sleep seven hours a night, that's equivalent to actually just missing twenty four hours of sleep, being sleep deprived for twenty four hours. Your performance, uh, I believe it was mental performance, is the same, which is scary. So it just shows you, it's not just about. <sighs> just having like all right sleep every night I, it doesn't cut it sleeping seven hours it's not something you can skimp out on and uh, if you've ever stayed up 24 hours you'll you'll know how like messed up you feel and how dreadful you feel and that's your performing on a daily basis if you sleep seven hours a night which is scary to think so in terms of when you should sleep probably some of you might think this is a silly question to ask or a silly answer to give but you want to basically sleep when it's dark, ideally the same time every night. So you might wonder why, why do we have to sleep when it's dark? So when it's dark, that's when the sun goes down and we start producing melatonin, which is the sleep hormone, which basically helps us get to sleep and have a good sleep. So don't really need to overcomplicate it. That's why night shift is usually bad for people's sleep and they don't sleep well during like the day. Because if you've ever like uh, slept on slept in like during summer and then you let's say your blinds are open for some reason it's really hard to sleep when it's light outside and it's blinding you in the face it's not as easy to get a good sleep and uh, i'll get into light later which is something i find very interesting and if you've if you've not gone on yet i'm i'm so passionate about talking about sleep i don't know it's just a topic that i find so interesting uh, just because i know the impact it has and how uh how complex it is and yeah, so to conclude on that part, in terms of when you should sleep, ideally when it gets dark. So it doesn't mean you have to sleep as soon as the sun goes down, but just don't make it the total opposite. So don't wake up at two in the afternoon, put it that way. Doesn't take a genius to just know, like get to sleep at like, I don't know, like let's say nine to 12, something like that. And then sleep for seven to nine hours, ideally eight or nine. That would be better. And... In terms of the stages in sleep, there's two stages uh, and there's obviously more benefits from these two but I'm just going to summarise because to basically help you improve your sleep I'm not going to need to go on about all the effects it has although I kind of have. So in terms of what does sleep do, there's two, there's primarily two stages. There's REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. This is where we store memories in our brain and then we also have deep sleep. And that's when we physically recover from exercise. 
so we want both both are important uh, therefore well we don't we can't choose or pick when we have both deep sleeps usually when we are deeper in a deeper sleep believe it or not and uh, when we wake up and we feel all sluggish and just feel like like you've just been hit by a truck first thing in the morning you just feel knackered but you've slept well this is because you've been woken up while you're in deep sleep as far as i'm aware hence why you feel like that whereas if you're in a light sleep and you wake up sometimes you just like get used to waking up with your alarm and you're like you're basically up before it goes off and you just have to turn it off like it's not like a shock to the system you don't feel knackered like you've just been hit by a truck and that's because you're in a light sleep anyway so you woke up at the right time and in terms of how to improve it so many things we can do to improve our sleep and with this it's not just about Oh, what I recommend doing with these is making things part of your routine. So you don't have to implement all of these in your routine, but simply doing a couple things every night consistently is so much better than just having no sort of routine or structure to your evenings. I'm a big, big believer of just having a routine because if something's part of your routine, you'll do it unconsciously. It'll just become a habit. Like, eh. Uh, like for myself with like with what I do before bed I don't even have to like think about it it's just part of my day it's like brushing my teeth what I do before bed so to start off light exposure so in the morning we want to expose ourselves to the light the reason being I'm I'm gonna try and keep this quite I'm gonna touch on the points we need to know but not not give you so much useless information with it so when we wake up and we expose ourselves to light that's our body or that's our that's our body being exposed to the light and thinking oh it's daytime time for me to be up as a result you don't produce the sleep hormone and it kickstarts your circadian rhythm so your 24 hour routine basically and it tells you it's time to be awake simple as that and at night it's the opposite we want to limit light because if we don't limit light our body won't know it's night time so it doesn't know we have to be asleep in terms of how we can limit light we can do this by uh, just putting lamps on instead of big bright lights on the ceiling it's actually shown it's better to use wee lamps that are low down because when you think about the sun the sun's in the sky high up above you and that basically replicates it so that makes our body think it's daytime and it's not time to switch off uh, through part of our eyes being exposed to that so it's a good idea to just put on wee lamps dim lights etc to just make it like like it was without artificial lights when they weren't a thing so if you think about like olden days when the sun goes down you've got fire that's about it you know what i mean if we're going back like hundreds and thousands of years all we had is just fire on the ground to see basically so we want to replicate that we want warm lights we don't want harsh bright like white lights we just want nice warm ones like i said and don't want them super bright and something i actually do in the morning is i use a light if you're use if you're watching the video on youtube you can see i've got something called a sad light it stands for seasonal affective disorder but it just basically exposes you to yeah bright light that replicates the sun because obviously in Scotland, sadly, the sun's not shining all the time. So that basically tells my body it's daytime and time to be awake, do things. Next up, food and water. So 
when it gets closer to bed, let's say two hours from bed or three, we should taper food and water down. One, so we don't wake up during the night and need a pee. Two, because uh, we don't want to have it close to bed because our heart rate gets elevated, we need to focus on digesting our food. And it basically tells our body it's not time to sleep, it's time to be up digesting our food. And it's not night time basically, that's what it tells us. So we should try and make sure we're limiting both. Uh, I myself, I always have my meal, my last meal an hour or two and a half hours before bed I start it. So I aim to get finished like two hours before I go to sleep every night. And it's shown to just help improve your sleep quality and help you get to bed. As well as that, with water, I kind of finish that about two hours before bed as well, but I don't tan a lot of water on the two-hour mark. I just try and taper it down slightly and just have what I need. And the reason being is, yeah, just so you don't wake up to go to the bathroom multiple times, I that's something like I'm quite prone to doing if I don't be mindful of my water intake. Uh, so next up is temperature before bed. So to sleep, we want our temperature to drop. And the reason being is when we go to sleep, our core body temperature is actually lower than usual throughout the day. So due to this, we want to make sure our room's nice and cool. This can be done by obviously opening your window a couple hours before bed, putting a fan on, three things like that. And as well as that, is it's actually also shown to help you sleep if you have like a hot shower or a hot bath. But we don't want that right before bed because if you think if you get a shower of that 50 minutes before bed, you're going to be warm when you're in your bed. We ideally want to do that around an hour before bed if you want to improve your sleep. Uh, I myself just find baths relaxing as it is, regardless if it helps me sleep directly. If you're going to be relaxed, you're going to be in a better place to sleep. And next up, something else that I do might sound weird, but it's shown to actually help your body temperature cool as well. It's just wearing thick socks before bed, believe it or not. Uh, because if our feet are warm, we have a better ability to let our core body temperature drop. Next up is sleep environment. Uh, so what I mean by sleep environment is what you use your bed for. So you shouldn't sit in your bed all day because if you're sitting in your bed all day, you're not going to associate your bed with sleep. So I always recommend using your bed for just sleeping and whatever you get up to with your significant other if you know what I mean because if we like eat our food in bed if we watch tv in bed if we just sit in bed all day our body's not going to know we're in bed to sleep so just that routine and our body or our mind knowing when we're in bed we're there to sleep can do a lot of benefits and as well as that supplements so supplements are something you can utilize to help you sleep but before jumping and getting sleep supplements make sure you're nailing everything else because if you're if you're eating right before bed if you're not making yourself nice and cool if you're not like having a good sleep environment but you're taking supplements you're just being a muppet to be honest so make sure all those are nailed but you can take some supplements i take a something called the sleep stack by dr dean smart uh, a company f called Supplement Needs and also Support Max Neuro which is just an anti-stress supplement because we know when we're stressed we don't sleep well because stress stops us producing melatonin which is a sleep hormone therefore we can't get a good sleep 
simple as that. And after that, routine. So simply having a good routine before you go to bed will help massively. So making all these things part of your routine, let's say you do the same thing. Let's say you always switch off an hour before bed, you watch something like funny and not stressful, or like a horror movie, and you, and let's say you just brush, I don't know, just literally having the same structure before bed every night, I, I think can be very beneficial in terms of making sure you're getting a good sleep, because if you're doing something different, you don't know what will work, you don't know what will help you sleep, and there's no way to track it if it's different every night. So just having structure and routine, I think you'd do a lot of good. Even the psychological aspect of knowing what you're doing is going to help you sleep, I think can do a lot of good. So yeah, just being routine with it, it's very important. Next up is noise. So noise is something that can potentially wake us up during our sleep. So when we're in a light sleep, we're more prone to being woken up by noise than we are in a deep sleep. So noise could be, I don't know, cars going up your street, could be folks shouting outside, could be your family members making noise. And a couple of ways to prevent this is one, earplugs. This is what I use before bed. And number two, put a fan on. So the fan produces something that's called white noise, which basically the humming noise it makes stops you from being woken and disturbs you because it drowns out the other noise. Next up is just basically stopping your stress or it's not stopping your stress, stopping work two hours from bed. So obviously people can't do it. If you work before bed, you can only do so much to just be relaxed and not be working. You can't, can't control your schedule most of the time. But if you have the choice, let's say you work from home and you work flexible hours throughout the day. If you can, stop working two hours from bed so you're not doing anything stressful or strenuous. And as well as that, just basically anything that causes you stress. If that's uh, work arrangements, hopefully not arguing with folk, uh, just be things like that. Do what you can to just chill out, be relaxed and take some downtime to yourself so you don't just burn out and so you're in a good place to get to sleep. Because yes, let's say you usually do something work-related, let's say an hour before bed, and it means you can't do that at that time. Fair enough, but if you do sleep better, it means you can get up. You'll have more. You'll have. You'll be able to jump out of bed faster. You'll be more productive throughout the hours of the day you can work. As well as obviously the benefits with like your memory, uh, your performance, etc. So yeah, always try and switch off a good two hours before bed. That's the rule I try and utilize. And I've seen the benefit of it. You don't have to just sit in your arse two hours before bed, but. Let's say you have the choice of doing something stressful and strenuous two hours before bed or doing, let's say you do yoga every night or at some point throughout the day or you like watching TV for an hour or you listen to music for an hour or have a bath. Just move that before bed. Do stuff that is stressful away from bed. Simple. And lastly is nasal breathing. So breathing through your nose is shown to have a ton of benefits as well. If you've ever tried to sleep and you've had a blocked nose, if you've ever found it's quite hard to get sleep, that's because when we sleep, well, sorry, not when we sleep through our mouth, when we breathe through our nose, we're not in a, we're not in a relaxed state, we don't utilise oxygen as well, we don't filter the air as well, 
And uh, yeah, so when you are have when you are breathing through your nose, you're gonna be able to uptake more oxygen. You're gonna be more relaxed. As well as that, you're going to also just yeah, just make more use of your breath and be able to put yourself in a relaxed state in order to go to sleep. And this is something you can do by using those strips and just trying to be conscious of breathing through your nose and getting the habit of it. So I see quite a folk quite a lot of folk just guilty of breathing through their mouth all the time and you're not gonna perform the best that you can in the gym. You're not gonna be as healthy an individual in my opinion, just to just from like I said, not filling your ears good, not being relaxed throughout the day. Because think about if you're really stressed, let's say someone's having a panic attack, they're not taking long deep breaths through their nose. They are breathing in and out their mouth really fast and it, it, it just shows you the proofs in the pudding. So try it, you can get nose strips like I said and what that basically does is open your airways and your nose. I use them every night and you've probably seen me with them on Instagram or the podcast before just with like a bit of tape across my nose or what looks like a bit of tape and it's something that's very valuable in my opinion. So yeah, that's basically it. I hope I kept that somewhat as concise as I could with all the things I covered and not bored you too much. But yeah, I'm I could I could try and hammer on for an extra ten to twenty minutes explaining the explaining like the background be- behind like why to do each thing, but that's not gonna that's not gonna help you sleep me explaining the science behind it and to be fair I'm not gonna not gonna blow smoke. Some things I don't know a great deal of the science behind, but I know it works. I've heard it works. I put it into practice and it's improved my sleep. So I don't think you really need to. But for the most part, everything has a rationale behind it or not yeah, everything does. Not for the most part. Everything I've said has a rationale behind it and I've either heard of it improving your sleep or put into practice myself and it's improved my sleep. So yeah, hope the information helped and thank you for listening.